0: Good morning, and welcome to Simply Space. It's Friday, February 23rd. On today's show, a privately built lunar lander makes history with a successful moon touchdown, An intuitive machines lands on the moon in a nail-biting descent of the private Odysseus lander, marking the first time for the US since 1972. Plus, as space exploration expands, so will space law. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Space. We start off with a historic moment that unfolded on Thursday as a robotic spacecraft built by intuitive machines became the first privately built craft to land on the lunar surface. This also marks the first American vehicle to achieve this feat in over 50 years. Here to delve into this further is our correspondent,
1: Abby, Can you tell us more about this achievement? Certainly, David. The Nova Sea lander, nicknamed Odysseus, touched down on the moon at around 6.23 PM ET, overcoming a late stage glitch with its onboard laser instruments. This makes it the first American spacecraft on the moon since the Apollo 17 mission in 1972. The landing was confirmed after several minutes of suspense as contact with the spacecraft was lost during its final descent, as expected.
0: What was the reaction from the team at Intuitive Machines and NASA?
1: The team at Intuitive Machines was ecstatic. Their chief technology officer, Tim Crane, announced from Mission Control, Houston, Odysseus has found its new home as employees celebrated. Stephen Altimus, the CEO of Intuitive Machines, called the landing an outstanding effort and welcomed everyone to the moon. NASA Administrator Bill Nelson also congratulated the team, calling the milestone a triumph and a giant leap forward for all of humanity.
0: What can you tell us about the journey of Odysseus to the moon?
1: Odysseus was launched into space on February 15th atop a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket. The 14-foot-tall lander then spent six days cruising more than 620,000 miles to reach the moon. The landing time was adjusted several times on Thursday as intuitive machines adjusted the spacecraft's orbit around the moon. It targeted a landing site near a crater called Malapert A, close to the moon's south pole, a region of interest due to the suspected abundance of water ice in its permanently shadowed craters. What's
0: next for Odysseus now that it has landed on the moon?
1: Odysseus is carrying a mix of commercial cargo and NASA science instruments. It's expected to spend about a week collecting data on the moon before lunar night sets in and the probe loses power. The mission is part of nasa's commercial lunar payload services program which aims to support the development of moon landers by private sector companies nasa plans to hire these companies to transport cargo and scientific instruments to the lunar surface as part of the agency's broader ambitions to return astronauts to the moon speaking of significant milestones abby let's
0: turn our attention to another one the united states has made a triumphant return to the moon with the successful landing of Odysseus, a robotic lander built by Houston-based company Intuitive Machines. This marks a significant milestone in space exploration as no private spacecraft had ever soft-landed on the moon before, and an American vehicle hadn't made a soft landing since NASA's Apollo 17 in December 1972. Here to discuss this historic event is Bella, a
2: correspondent for Simply Space. Can you tell us more about this achievement? Certainly, David. The moon was a frequent target for American spacecraft during the 1960s and early 1970s, largely due to the Cold War rivalry with the Soviet Union. However, after the Apollo missions, the focus shifted to other goals, such as the space shuttle program. The return to the lunar surface became a priority again in 2017, when then-President Donald Trump ordered NASA to return astronauts to the moon. This led to the Artemis program, which aims to establish a long-term, sustainable human presence on and around the Moon by the end of the 2020s.
0: And how does the Odysseus landing fit into this broader plan?
2: Well, before sending astronauts to the Moon's southern polar region, NASA wants to collect more data about this little-explored area. This is where the Commercial Lunar Payload Services, or CLPS, program comes in. It books rides for NASA science instruments on robotic Moon landers built by American companies. Intuitive Machines was selected by CLPS in 2019 to deliver a batch of NASA science instruments to the lunar surface using their Nova Sea lander, Odysseus.
0: What kind of data are these instruments designed to collect?
2: The instruments are designed to conduct a variety of investigations. For example, one of them used LIDAR technology to collect data during descent and landing. Another was designed to study how the spacecraft's engine exhaust interacts with lunar dirt and rock. Yet another will demonstrate autonomous positioning tech, which could eventually become part of a broad, GPS-like navigation system on and around the moon. What were
0: some of the challenges faced during the landing?
2: The landing was not without its challenges. During the final stages of the touchdown attempt, the team discovered that Odysseus's laser rangefinders, which allow it to determine its altitude and horizontal velocity, weren't working properly the team had to design a software patch on the ground and beam it up to Odysseus, pushing the landing attempt back by two hours. However, the workaround was successful and Odysseus made a soft landing near the rim of the crater, Malapert A.
0: What's next for the Odysseus mission?
2: The lander and its payloads will now operate for about seven Earth days on the lunar surface. The mission will end when the sun goes down at Malapert A as Odysseus was not designed to survive the bitter cold of the long lunar night. This mission is part of a newly energized march to the moon, with other private companies and national governments also planning lunar missions.
0: Thanks for that update, Bella. Now shifting gears from the present to the past, let's take a look at the origins of space exploration. Nearly 70 years ago, during the height of the Cold War, the United States and the Soviet Union initiated the race to space, forever altering humanity's relationship with the cosmos. Today, we find ourselves in a new space race, one with many more contenders. With an increasing number of satellites in orbit, NASA's ambitions to put humans on Mars, continued lunar landings, and billionaires using rockets for tourism, it begs the question, who is in charge of space? And who sets the rules? Here to delve deeper into this topic
3: is our correspondent James. Indeed, David. These questions were recently explored in a feature by journalist Kari Johnson for Wired magazine. The article highlighted the thoughts of scientists at the forefront of these issues, including Dr. Tamibi Aganaba, an assistant professor of space and society at Arizona State University, and Dr. Daniel Wood assistant professor and director of the Space Enabled Research Group at MIT. So, what did these experts have to say about the governance of space and the evolution of its rules? They discussed the role of space lawyers and the potential cases they may argue. With the increasing activity in space, the rules governing it and the potential for conflicts are evolving. The United Nations Office for Outer Space Affairs has a briefing on space law that provides some insight into this. There have also been some international space-related legal disputes, as reported by the New York Law Journal. Space lawyers? That's a term not many of us are familiar with. Can you elaborate on what they do? Space lawyers are legal experts who deal with issues related to space exploration and use. They might argue cases related to satellite placement, space debris, planetary protection, and even the rights and responsibilities of astronauts. As we venture further into space and its commercial use increases, the role of space lawyers is becoming increasingly important. And how are the rules of space evolving? What kind of conflicts could arise? As more nations and private entities engage in space activities, the potential for conflicts increases. These could range from disputes over satellite placements and frequencies to debates over the exploitation of lunar and asteroid resources to concerns about space debris and its management. The evolution of space rules is an ongoing process, aimed at ensuring that space remains a peaceful and cooperative domain. That was a fascinating
0: insight into the complexities of space governance. Thanks for sharing, James. Speaking of space, but this time on a more terrestrial level, a new food court and event space, aptly named Cosmos Court, has opened its doors in downtown Topeka, The grand opening was marked by a ribbon-cutting ceremony, which attracted a large crowd, including community members and elected officials. Here with more on this is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Space. Can you tell us more about this new space and its significance for the community?
4: Certainly, David. Cosmos Court is more than just a food court. It's a space designed to foster a sense of community among Topekans. Shelby Ross, an ambassador for the Greater Topeka Partnership, was at the opening ceremony and described the vibe of the place as amazing. He encouraged residents to come out and experience it for themselves. What
0: can visitors expect in terms of food options at this new court?
4: The food court promises a menu that has everything under the stars, catering to a wide range of tastes. It operates from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Monday through Saturday providing ample opportunity for locals to drop by and enjoy a meal.
0: And how does this new development fit into the broader context of downtown Topeka's revitalization?
4: Well, the opening of Cosmos Court is part of a larger effort to revitalize downtown Topeka. By providing a space where community members can gather, socialize, and enjoy a variety of food options, it contributes to the goal of making downtown Topeka a vibrant and attractive destination.
0: That's certainly a positive development for the community. Thanks for that report, Celeste. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Space. We'll see you back here tomorrow.